Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and relax, because this is The Leo Effect. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to The Leo Effects. And my guest tonight is a very, very, very special person. He's been around for a while making music for the masses. And unless you've been living under a rock, you probably know who he is. But we're here to get to know him a little bit better. I'm kind of in this fanboy state right now because I'm super excited to talk to him. But please allow me to introduce Fred Schneider. How are you, sir? Hey, how are you? I'm very, very well. Let's just jump right into this, huh? Sure. <laughs> cool. Right. Now, obviously, we know you're a musician, because I just said that. You were with one of the most iconic bands of all time. Still am. Yep. And that's that's the B-52s. Yeah. Yeah. Where did that name come from? Oh, it's uh, from the girls' hairdos. Uh, back in uh, Athens, Georgia, they called B-Hop hairdos that actually look like uh, the nose cones of bombed B-52s. So, okay. it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a joke that, that went far. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, nothing like a good B-Hop. Nowadays, we need more B-Hop. Yeah, I agree. It, more in the, the natural world, too. <laughs> More so in the natural world. We don't need all that hairspray. <laughs> oh, man. How did your whole musical career start? How did you get into all this? Was this something you, you started? By no, by accident. I mean, I did... Um, well, when I was a kid, I would do grits uh, with my family and friends. Uh, parodies of, like, Lost in Space and Star Trek and all of those stuff. And would record... Um, like my sister, when she was like five years old, recording fractured nursery rhymes. And so I've always, I've always been like someone like taping things and stuff. And um, we made a uh, eight millimeter movie that were really ridiculous because we always wanted to have a pie fight. Um, when I was in uh, like uh, June, uh, not June, yeah, junior year, senior year with my friends. And when I got to Athens, I actually started... Um, doing some basement tapes with Keith, which I still have, and yeah. So that's basically it. But I was more like a writer, reciter than, a, I would say, a musician. Mm, I see. And, and did you have any kind of inspirations? Like, were there musical artists that you looked up to at the time? 
No, in the beginning, I was just uh, reciting, and I like uh, Dada and surrealist poetry and art, mm. but um, I never really sang, so I couldn't say I was in, uh, influenced by anybody with my singing, and if I did, they would probably sue me for being insulted, but um, <laughs> but I was a big uh, Mr. Motown, they called me, in grammar school and high school, and so I was always listening to music. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I have kind of a personal question, and that that is that where did the inspiration for Rock Lobster come from? Oh, come on. That's That's been a question I've answered a million times. Oh, I'm sure. It, it, it's from, uh, we were uh, writing songs, and I went back to Atlanta and went to the 2001 disco in the 70s, and they were so cheap, instead of having a light show they had a slideshow and they showed uh plies of puppies and i mean it made no sense to have this in a gay bar uh and lobsters on a grill and i thought <laughs> oh rock lobster that's a good title for a song and so i brought that back to the band. <laughs> <laughs> now did the uh did the people from family guy did they have to ask your permission to use that song Oh, we were happy that they did. Yeah, how did you I feel? Know, I, I don't know. I don't know if they had to, but it was fine with me. Fine with you know everyone else. Okay. And, and when did you watch that episode where Peter Griffin was was singing Rock Lobster? Well, I I don't watch TV, but as soon as they told me that it happened, I saw it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> what did you I think about happy. that? Well, I like Iraq lobster, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, you did some other stuff, too. You you came out with some solo albums, and you had the, the um, was it the Superions, right? Yeah, um, actually, we're going to uh, re-release our Christmas album with uh, two new tracks, um, The 12 Days of Christmas, Our Way, and um, a dance mix of got to figure out which song would be the best dance mix, you know, because people like to dance around the Christmas tree or holiday tree, whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. The bush. Um, so uh, we're excited about that. Yeah, as, as you should be. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and it'll be on a major label, not a crap label like it was before. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that when you were younger, you weren't much of a singer, but when when you were in all these bands, you were singing right along. What what was the change? Oh, I wasn't... Well, the only other band... I wasn't really in bands. I sang with... We had... Um, in Athens, we had a band called Night Soil that performed once. And we did the same four songs over and over for like two hours or more. Mm-hmm. And we had a slideshow of Canada. We had Go Go Girls and... I don't think we had a guitar. We had like saxophones and violins, and it was just a cacophony. And people sat there and they didn't leave. So um, it was pretty weird. <laughs> and the next day, the guy who ran the place down at this, uh, it was called the station. It was uh, an old tra- uh, train station that they stopped using, of course. Um, came by because I was having a yard sale and said, hey, we want you to do that again. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, especially when, you know, people are just singing the same stuff over and over. and It, it was just nutty. Yeah. But thank God I have photos of it. <laughs> 
did you know when you formed the B-52s or when you were part of the formation, did you know that it was going to be so just gigantic? No, not at all. I was living in Atlanta, went up to Athens for Halloween, and that's when I met Cindy finally in 76. And um, after Halloween, I guess it was beginning of November, we jammed, we, uh, Went to the that old story. We went to the Chinese restaurant, had drinks, and um, went to our friend's basement. Yada yada came up with killer bees because killer bees had just arrived. <clears throat> and I was really sick of Atlanta, and I said, "Hey, you know, I'll, I'll move back to Athens, and let's you know keep doing this. This is fun, you know, the jam and all that." And um, it all took off from there. Yeah, geez, and and it certainly did take off, <laughs> much like a B fifty two airplane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you also tried your hand at uh, the the movie industry. Oh yeah, I've been in. Um, I was in a movie called God Ass. Kate and I were in a movie together. Oh, I forget the name of it. We played hippie DJs in a radio station that was about to be canceled. <laughs> And, of course, uh, Kate, Keith, and I were in the Flintstones. Right, right. And then you did some voice work with um, this Desert Blue and uh, the Rugrats movie. Did did you have uh, more fun being an actor over a singer, or was it kind of the other way around, or you enjoyed both oh, equally? It's, it's all different. It's all different. So I like, you know, whatever is fun and creative and different, I like. That's you know, fun. anything stress-free. It's fun for me. <laughs> Do you have a uh, talent that you might consider useless? Um, well, uh, not that I could think of. I mean, I can hit, play a cowbell for seven minutes straight without missing a beat, but, <laughs> you know, that's not, you know, exactly in demand. Um, I mean, that's sounds... no, not, not that I can think of. Okay, so you can't like I mean, I, I, throw I cards or juggle, the, or I can't play the kazoo for hours and stuff. But... <laughs> Where do you think you'd be if uh, the whole music thing hadn't have worked out for you? Oh, I'd be old and fat and happen, probably, <laughs> and hopefully a lot. You never know, right? <laughs> and did you you went on a, a a bunch of tours, right? For when you were in um, the B-52s and when you were working on your own solo stuff, did you go on a lot oh, of tours? Yeah. or Did you have yeah. one that was like kind of your favorite tour? Um, well, they're, they're always grueling. You basically have favorite places to play and, and shows that are memorable. You know, that's, that's basically what it is because they're pretty grueling. Oh, okay. No, nobody's ever talked about the uh, quote-unquote darker side of touring. I imagine it would be kind of tiring, you know, having to be play a show and then jump on a plane and be in another city two states away the next day. Uh, yeah, actually, the travel part is the downside of touring. Mm-hmm. Did you get to work on any new songs while you were traveling, or was it just kind of, okay, we no, need to sleep? We, we can't. We can't create while we're traveling. Oh. What was your creative process for making songs when you did? Like when you had time? Oh, that was, well, for me with the Superiors and for me with the Beach 2s, 
it was all of us getting together and creating. Mm-hmm. So you, you like know, sat really down. Focused. Yes. You know, put your mind to it and create. Gotcha. So one of you would kind of start like playing a melody and then you'd start coming up with lyrics or something well, like that. Keith had, um, Keith had come up with melody and choruses and things. And then Kate, Cindy and I would jam to them. Sometimes we'd have an idea for a title, sometimes not. Mm, nice. And in the beginning, it took forever to write a song. And with Cosmic, it became a little more uh, condensed and easier. And for Funflex, it, we sometimes would come up with two songs in three days. So it was like, wow, this is... And I think that's our undiscovered gem of an album. I mean, our last album, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when the, the creativity starts flowing, I'm sure it just you bounce it off of each other and it just comes together like clockwork. Yeah. And we work together really well. Um, That's great. Well, it spe- worked. It worked. Speaking of working together really well and, you know, just jiving with somebody like, did y'all get into any trouble when you were on tours? Uh, we didn't, but <laughs> some of our touring bandmates did. Like one guy got stuck in Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we weren't angels, but we weren't. We were more like family, and yeah, we were. We weren't your typical. Okay, let's just do drugs, drink, and pass out, and not show up type pants. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you weren't throwing uh, TVs out of windows or anything like that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> and you're still but creating we music. We couldn't, course, we couldn't have afforded to pay for them. <laughs> Oh, that's fair. <laughs> Are you still creating any music now? Oh, yeah. Um, I just uh, wrote a song with Ursula 1000 for Elvira, who I love working with. Um, and I'm also going to have an album out with Hard Groove from Public Enemy. We've been working on songs wow. for the past few years, and it's going to be wild. And um, another fave band of mine is the fabulous Downey Brothers, who I think are amazing. I just uh, recorded a song with them, so and I'll be writing and writing. All right. And this whole quarantine thing hasn't slowed you down at all about all that? Not that, but it slowed down my libido. <laughs> I, I can feel you there. <laughs> so do you have any other hobbies that you do besides music? Do you, you know, have anything that you like to do to kind of uh, take your mind off of things and de-stress? Well, I'm the world's worst gardener, so that's stressful. <laughs> um, I like playing uh, records and CDs and reading. Oh, that's fun. Is there a particular author that's like your go-to book? Oh, I like all, I like, I like uh, nonfiction. I like, especially like dinosaur books. I like history, um, paleo, like uh, paleontology, uh, so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not a big fiction person. I was in the past, but now it's you know pretty much because what goes on in the natural world and in history is way weirder than fiction. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> that's for sure. You you never uh, thought to pursue a career in paleontology? No, I was. I'm a dinosaur nut. So um, actually, I was banned from reading dinosaur books and Doctor Seuss. When I was 10 in the fifth grade, we had this horror of a teacher who actually some people had their, you know, 
complained and should be a principal and all that. But she banned me from reading Dr. Seuss and dinosaur books. Not that there's any connection, but. <laughs> yeah, I was but kind of sitting here scratching my head. See, yeah, you can see where I get my inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> the age of 10. It's great. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Do you have like a uh, a go to snack food that you like to munch on? Well, lately it's been if it's not uh, uh, sprouted raw flax crackers, uh, it's uh, when I jazz up popcorn and dry roasted peanuts. <laughs> All right, yum. <laughs> Cool. Well, do you have, you know, we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. Do you have any uh, really big projects or anything that's you know, people should really be watching for? Like, are you going to be in some more movies? You know, you said you had some uh, collaborations coming out, but you got any oh, more movies well, coming I have, or anything? I have uh, the coffee business I'm partner in, Breaking, B-R-E-Y-T-I-N-G.com. Oh, cool. Uh, we've been around for a couple of years now, and we're opening up our event space and what we're doing is coffee subscriptions uh, for uh, charities and progressive organizations and um, I have several uh, blends of coffee and it's also at communityroaster.com so I would encourage people to go to that because it's all organically grown, fair trade, uh, fair to men and women working together rather than you know the men do get the money and the women you know earn the background. Um, so we're really proud of how that's going and 10% of all the profits go back to uh, Laos where we drop half a billion tons of ordnance mm-hmm. or half a billion uh, pieces of ordnance on the country for no reason. Right. That, that's that's a really noble cause. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right. Our next thing is um, Satellite Delight, and we have a contest uh, which can join on uh, the buzz, the Beach Kids buzz, um, named the Space Gals. <laughs> and you win coffee and a T-shirt. So it's all fun, and it's all good. Yeah. What What made you decide to go with coffee? Um. Well, I've known my friend Rick Coben, who started the uh, coffee company when he was really young and doing organic T-shirts like 30 years ago. I met him at uh, uh, my favorite record store in Florida, um, Rock and Roll Heaven. And we stayed friends, and all of a sudden he called me up and said, Hey, you want to do a line of coffee? And I said, Sure. So I you know, I like coffee. (laughs) And... He sent me eight bags of coffee. I didn't like any of them on their own that much. But I put two together and came up with Fred's Monster Blend, named after my song Monster. <laughs> and from that point on, you know, we worked together and then he made me a partner. So like it's 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 going great. That's fantastic. It's, I'm very yeah, happy it's, for it's you. Really, it's really positive and progressive and you know, as I get older something you know what i'm gonna be really happy doing this in my dotage yeah and you know they say when when we get older we get wiser what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's brand new to the music industry or even brand new to the coffee industry you know what that is go viral on youtube (laughs) (laughs) I i don't i don't know what you do i'm thinking get involved with local things post things on uh, Facebook and 
YouTube, um, get your friends to post it. Because everything's changed, because you can't really sell albums or CDs or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know how to do it. Vol- you know, volunteer for any uh, charity event that involves music and, you know, showing your, you know, latest creations. See, I was lucky. You know, we started out when you had to hear us on the radio or buy the, the single. With us, it had to buy the single because they wouldn't play us on the radio at first until uh, independent and college radio came along. So Ah, okay. Well, yeah, it, I, I just thought uh, it would be really cute. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. There you go. Hello. <laughs> and do you have uh like any kind of social medias or anything like that that people can follow along with what you're doing uh well they can go to breaking.com because everything i do with my coffee company is on that mm-hmm. and i'm on you know facebook brett schneider third i'm not on instagram or whatever okay cool well that's pretty respectable and, and, and pretty easy and i keep in touch with uh legal on the bugs and stuff yeah well we'll make sure to put links to whatever websites and social medias we can get our grubby little paws on in the description of the podcast and that way people can go check you out and they can order some of your coffee i think i just might do that after this interview okay and uh we'll post this on uh, the bracing uh, (laughs) site cool 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 we, we have all different coffees from all different uh, people. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I think it's a, a really good cause. I mean, I don't even really drink coffee, but for that cause, I, I'd love to participate. So. Yeah, well, if you're part of the charity, you know, they do like they do, like I said, a subscription thing, and the charity makes a really hefty profit signing up people to, you know, get the uh, subscription. Yeah. Well, Fred, I just want to say with these last few minutes of the interview here that I've had a really good time talking to you. We got to hear you answer some questions that you've answered a thousand times. And then you also told some really good stories about some of the other questions. So, you know, I've had a blast chatting with you. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Well, thank you. No, I thought it was great, too. Seriously. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And I definitely, yeah, I definitely want to say thank you very much to the listeners who tuned in to check this out. Make sure you click on the links and go get some coffee. It's, it's great. And and we'll talk again. Oh, absolutely. Thank you all very, very much. That at the end of the year, see what's going on with this crazy virus and crazy administration and whatever. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We'll all be let out of doors and everything will be all right. Uh huh. (laughs) And then we'll shut the doors again. Yep. Well, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all next time. Now that was an awesome interview. Thanks so much for listening. You all are so great. And don't forget to head to Facebook, Insta, and Twitter and follow The Leo Effects. If you want to hear some comedy and ridiculous voices, check out Shattered Dungeons on YouTube and all other places podcasts can be heard. And you'll hear me voicing crazy characters, usually pretty terribly. So thank you so much. You all are the absolute best. And we will see you all on the next episode.